0: G'day Australia! You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Mon and Shell. Woohoo! Producer Shell is back in action. Thank you so much.
1: I don't even need to ask you what you're grateful for. I already know. (laughs) It's Producer Shell. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
0: (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Thank you so much, Shell, for being back. We're glad that you're not uh, still sick in bed. That was a wild week for you, but you're back and you're alive and we are very appreciative of that. Mon, what are you thankful for?
1: Oh, so many things. I mean, obviously, DJ Shell being back is just the best. Uh, I'm also grateful that I managed to get out of bed at 4 a.m. and go for a walk today. <laughs> Although I, I am really tired right now <laughs> after that. But, yeah, I had, I had. Uh, sometimes when I get up early and I enter into, like, a dialogue with myself about whether or not I really want to get up and then I usually lose that conversation, today I won. So I'm really happy about that. Took a lot of prayer, <laughs> but I got there.
0: You got to win the If you want to win the day, you got to win the morning.
1: Yeah, that's well, actually, the day before the evening before. Oh, getting up in the morning, like the whole thing is a pregame. No, it's the
0: morning before that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the morning before that. <laughs> it was the day you were born. <laughs> How was your weekend? How were you go for other than DJ Shell?
0: Uh, I went to the engine room in Morissette. Which is like uh it's like a gym and a sauna and an ice bath recovery. You and place. your
1: saunas and your ice bath. I, mean, I just can't wait to ship you off to Finland to get this <laughs> out of your system. You're so into this.
0: I, I was. It was good. I did a very long session, in the sauna, all by myself, a lot of thoughts in the heat.
1: You're flying out on Friday, aren't you? I am. Yeah, off to Finland. Faith FM goes to Finland. How exciting. It's
0: very exciting, actually. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a whole bunch of interviews mm-hmm. with a mission trip that's going from the North New South Wales Young Adults Group and Avondale College. So
1: cool. And
0: so we'll be reporting live from freezing cold Finland. I just got a jacket. It's definitely not enough. And uh, <laughs> we're going to try and stay warm in the saunas. Got to get over some there.
1: long johns on you.
0: Yeah, I know. I was looking for those. They're hard to find.
1: Well, it's because it's in the middle of summer, dude. Yeah, order them online. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: All right, coming up on Faith FM, we've got a NASA astronaut, Jeffrey Williams, who says the Bible and science don't conflict, that God is a creator. Support for abortion restrictions also rises in America, especially among Democrats, even after Biden was found with classified documents in his home. We got a text as well, too, I want to read uh, from last week that says, Thank you both. The lower lights was exactly the group, and it was exactly right. Also, I liked your application of the widow and Elijah. A great idea for a lesson. Oh, and Canberra weather is pretty good today. No rain and cool. Do you remember when yeah, we the, had text? The, the, yeah,
1: the um, go-down Moses song. Or something.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you shazammed it. Yeah,
1: shazam.
0: Nice work. We're so happy That's that you liked it. That's what also was a low That's yeah. what reminded me of that, mm-hmm. actually, as well, too. Also, be sure to send in your text messages, 491 Let us know how your day is going. Let us know how your weekend was. and Let us know what your plans are moving forward. Are you also going to Finland with me? <laughs> how crazy would that be?
1: There's a question for
0: you. It could happen. There's quite a few people going, actually. There's about 35 of us heading off on this trip to the land of the Finns. Speaking of land, we want to shout out our people who are listening in Richmond, New South Wales.
1: Hi, hey, Richmond.
0: On eighty-eight uh, point the FM. We also want to shout out Kombucha.
1: Kombucha. Is-
0: Kobulcher Kol- Queensland.
1: Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I How do I base? say it? I don't know. Kombucha. Kab- would- That'll do. Kombucha.
0: Not kombucha. Not kombucha. <laughs> we can have some kombucha and kombucha. Uh, Queensland, 88.0, and also uh, Kangaroo Island.
1: Hey, Kangaroo Island.
0: South Australia. 87.6. Wow. Are you even allowed to do those kind of dad jokes online? Like, is that even legal? I don't even know. That was,
1: that was a heavily invested dad
0: joke. Uh, I'm, I'm actually concerned for your well-being with that, actually. That's a little bit out of control. Yeah, thanks. Uh yeah, let's skip past that. Uh, <laughs> and and jump to the quiz.
1: <laughs> oh, somebody help us! Okay, this is called um, this called this is a what creature in my quiz? So I, we were really enjoying our creatures last week. We what, what were the creatures we had last week? We had um bears and we had uh serpent. serpents, which yeah, I yeah. thought was a dragon. Mm-hmm, Still
0: debatable. Strong.
1: No, it's not all debatable. Um, and we'll actually be drawing last week's prize uh, later in the show. So stay tuned for, for to find out who won the prize for last week, which was the uh, No, We Don't Only really Eat Carrots um, cookbook. Cooking oh, book, as yes. you like to say. Uh, so the prize rules, of course, this time is there's one winner drawn on Friday. You get one chance a day. So That's if you're, it. If you're wrong, you're out. <laughs> That's it. So you have to choose whether or not you want to risk it for the maximum amount of points or if you want to be safe and wait until you're 100% sure that you know what the answer is. So, And this week's prize is The Amazing World of Insects. Um, Yeah, so this would be a great one for if there's any kids listening. You're on school holidays, get out of bed and answer this quiz, kids. Uh, So this is a really cool book. It's a, a, a simple but rigorous introduction to the universe of insects and other little animals. Ah, so yeah, really cool. But speaking of animals, what creature am I? Here comes clue number one. It was while searching for these creatures that the son of Kish met Samuel.
0: Well, the old Kish Samuel meetup.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So everyone
0: knows about that. (laughs)
1: Personally, I've never heard of it. But zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text us, or you can call DJ Shells back to take your phone calls. Uh, tell us what creature it was that were um, the son of Kish was searching for when he met Samuel.
0: It took you an entire week to stop saying "call in." Yeah, I know. And now you can.
1: Now I can actually say it. Yoo hoo!
0: It took it took a little time, but you made it. You well, made I'm it not through. used to it, you know. So. When Kish met Samuel.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like they sort of just accidentally ran into each other while one of them was looking for this animal. Mm. Not sure what Samuel was doing, but yeah.
0: Mm. Don't give away what this animal is.
1: I won't. Do you know what the answer is?
0: No, not at all. Yeah, cool. Can Can you just give me the quiz clue one more time?
1: What creature am I? It was while searching for these creatures that the son of Kish met Samuel.
0: Yeah, not even a clue.
1: Yeah, not even close.
0: Wow, I'll be <laughs> impressed if someone gets this for five hundred points.
1: Yes, yeah, same actually.
0: Okay, now you've got some good news for us.
1: I have, yeah, I do actually. I have some interesting news. So, happy lunar new year, by the way. Um, and guess what? So many people around the globe, they're
0: what? What does that mean?
1: <clears throat> happy lunar new year.
0: Luna? Oh, like lunar. Lunar, Sorry,
1: the, the moon star. Sorry, you you, yeah. you
0: forgot the letter R at the end there. Oh, ha Luna. ha ha, Lina. Happy Lunar New Year. Um, wait. So what? So what? It actually is that now, though. Even with the the R. The,
1: the Lunar New Year. It's 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 the way the Chinese celebrate um the beginning of the New Year. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so did so not know
1: that. They don't do the calendar. Um, they do uh the beginning of the lunar calendar. Or a, wait, like, is this
0: Chinese New Year?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's the same thing. Oh, okay, but I know what that Ch- is. Yeah, Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year. So. was like
0: the color red and gold everywhere.
1: Right, right, oh. right. Because oh. they, they don't do the, go. they don't use our. Is it called a Gregorian calendar? I the, think so. Yeah, they don't use that. They they use the lunar calendar, uh, which where the months are the the moon cycles.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, can we just deviate for a second? I do want to talk about that. Um, I saw something on Instagram that really perturbed me. Perturbed over, you. Yeah, over wow. the weekend. Really got my goat.
0: We got so sorry, I, I just want to say we've got three text messages. Is that correct?
1: Let me see. Um three I can see two. No, I can see three. Freco, Braden, and Suzanne. You are all correct. That's Ooh. extremely impressive, five hundred points right there.
0: Wow. And you've
1: given away the answer to Blake. Um anyway. <laughs> So over the weekend, I was on Instagram and one of my favorite influencers, she posted a video of her son who had come home from school with some homework. And his homework, get this, um, what they were teaching him in school was all about the Chinese zodiac and they were teaching him like you know what star sign he was, what that meant for him, you know predicting the future and his, he had a little printout that he was supposed to bring home and he was supposed to go around and ask all the rest of his family uh, you know what time they were born so he knew what zodiac they were and what animal was representative of them you know like the year of the pig and the rat and the and the rooster and that kind of stuff I just remember thinking like how, like, how is it we've gotten to this point where it's like it's so faux pas to teach kids to pray in school and teach kids about god you know and that's out but it's in to teach a different you know religion is star sign nonsense
0: or well, any religion but christianity is an acceptable religion yeah in the mainstream yeah
1: it, re- it really world. irks me that you can't pray but we'll, we'll literally no you
0: can pray to anyone else as, and you can god, pray to yeah. anything else it's
1: so hypocritical and the fact that this was done as a unit like it was like I, an Actual unit of of learning that was taught to these his kids. Like he was only like seventy eight years old. He's got they had a little picture of the of the. And I get it, you know, learning about cultures is important, and it is a great way to teach people to be tolerant of people that are different from them. But at the same time, like, come on now, star signs. Oh, mm. anyway, okay, all right, back to.
0: I liked your rant, actually. Thank you. I needed more even I wanted even more fire.
1: <laughs> you want more of the monologue. I want more, yeah. <laughs> okay, one of the number one New Year's resolutions for twenty twenty three. Can you guess what it is? Go to the gym. No, but close. Okay. It's in the health sector.
0: Go to the health sector.
1: <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it is to improve your sleep. So they've done Ooh. a survey and so many adults have said that on top of their list is to get better sleep because apparently two out of three of us are feeling more exhausted when waking up.
0: While I'm yawning.
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> and uh, and they not only did they ask them what their New Year's resolution was, they asked them how it was that they're going about getting that better sleep. And so a lot of them, 66%, said that it actually takes them two or more hours to wind down before bed and that they've pinpointed that as something that they think they need to work on. Um, And so this is a list of things that people are doing to try and get better sleep so having warm drinks before bed to help them relax 36% mm-hmm. taking naps to make up for missed sleep 33% I do that all the time. drinking a glass of wine before bed to help their body unwind 18% adding new vitamins and minerals to their daily routine 24% experimenting with new products in their nighttime routine 19% like pillow sprays that kind of thing and investing <laughs> in a new sleep supplement 17% and I'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen almost none of those are going to work <laughs> True. If you want to have better sleep, you actually should stay tuned to Faith FM because we're going to be interviewing Jennifer Skews later in the week about healing for insomniacs. That's
0: on Wednesday, right? That's on Wednesday. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I need that yeah, yeah. myself. So
1: don't be drinking wine and buying new products to get better sleep.
0: And do not spray my pillows with anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we will fight. One of the best ways is to you. stop looking at screens at about 6pm. Really? Then, yeah, and also don't eat after 6pm. Just p.m. start reading. And don't work out after 6pm. Don't do anything after 6pm. Just chill.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> More <laughs> about that later. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: G'day Australia. It is The Breakfast Show live <laughs> Come, with Blake and Coming to
1: you from Australia. It's not like you're we're broadcasting from America, even though it sounds like that's where Blake is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I am right here in Newcastle, Australia, which is actually currently my favorite city in Australia.
1: Seriously?
0: I love the city.
1: Have you been to Melbourne? No. Yeah, that's one. That's one. Have you been to Sydney? Yes. Mm, okay.
0: <laughs> and, and I've been to Canberra. I like Canberra a lot, too, actually.
1: <laughs> Canberra.
0: Uh, I also really like Brisbane. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm from Brisbane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Townsville.
1: I just say that there's a reason why Melbourne consistently tops the most livable city in the world poll every year. Because they don't let them out? For like 12 years running. Because they get locked
0: down and they're never allowed to leave. (laughs) You will like this city. (laughs) it will be your favorite place and you will like it and you'll thank us is that the reason or no no
1: oh it's an incredible city to live in
0: okay i have heard good things to be honest i've heard well i've heard bad things too it's
1: because the civil engineers have made a a a decided effort to build interesting architecture so everywhere you look there's something fascinating to look at oh interesting so you're like an
0: architecture girl
1: Oh, hugely! I'm loving. I love design that kind of stuff. But the whole city—they've just put their back into making it interesting. So it's not just like some bland, grey, concrete bluch jungle. It's like colourful and interesting and unusual and surprising and like every way you look, like every nook and cranny, there's something cool happening in Melbourne. Anyway, shout out to all my Melbourne peeps. You know what I'm talking about. I want
0: to check it out sometime. That's where Lawson is. That's where Lawson is. He's on the search.
1: On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get in trouble for saying it's on the
0: search. <laughs>
1: He's on the prowl. Anyway, what creature am I? <laughs> nah, this is clue number two. <laughs> this animal is mentioned in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Mm. Oh, yeah, yes. So you are playing for the incredible book, Amazing World of Insects. A bit of a, a bit of a huge one. This is, looks
0: like a great gift for kids. It,
1: look at the cover; it's all yeah. beautiful cover colors and. Inse- I don't even like insects, but I'm loving this colour. It's got like beautiful Ulysses butterflies and praying mantises and Lederbergs and all kinds of things. I don't even know what the names are. Um, but, yeah, this is by Celidonia Garcia Pozuolo Ramos. Um, and this will be uh, observing, taking a few minutes to observe the naked eye, any of them, insect spiders, or worms. We begin to understand that they are beings wonderfully complex and authentic mini stars. Mm, So Amazing World of Insects is the book you are playing for, uh, which will be drawn on Friday. If you can tell us what creature am I, this animal is mentioned in the Parable of the Good Samaritan, 0491064669.
0: Raphael, you got the answer correct with an emoji. But I think that might be an emoji of another animal that just looks like that animal.
1: Oh, I think I know which animal you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Let's not give it away.
0: Don't give it away. But I think the answer is absolutely correct. So good on you. Uh, I want to also just talk about, uh, really quickly, if you want to play the game, but you don't want to win the Incredible World of Insects, maybe you have insectophobia, uh, this is a perfect time to say, state it or star it. You're just trying to play the game for the love of the game. Mm. You just love the game, and you just want to play it. If you don't want the prize, just state it or star it. Let producer Shell know that you don't want to win the prize, because you already have the price, the most important price, which is listen to Faith FM every morning.
1: But maybe this is a good time for. Actually, people.
0: that's not the most important price. Heaven is. But yeah, second yeah. to that. Faith second FM. to
1: that. Maybe this is a good time for all the people who usually don't play for the price to actually pay for the price because I'm sure everyone listening knows a kid who would love this book.
0: True. Yeah. Actually, it does look like a really cool book. Like, it looks really well made. Yeah. Um, even kind of like a coffee, to- a co- coffee table kind of thing. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the kind of thing that you would put on display mm-hmm. and you'd make people go, hey, ever heard of Faith FM? I've won this. Yeah.
1: Check and then it opened insects. up and you can sit next
0: to them and be like, yeah. that's a ladybug. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually read a book yesterday about um, bugs. It's called James the Giant Peach.
0: Well, um, I read an article this morning about Mr. Jeffrey Williams – Oh, yeah. Who is a NASA astronaut, and he says that the Bible and science don't conflict and that God is the creator. Amen. He was uh, at a new exhibit at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Uh, a new, this is crazy. This is exciting. So Museum of the Bible, Washington, D.C., uh, the exhibit is titled Scripture and Science, Our Universe, Ourselves, Our Place. The exhibit it will be running uh, from this January till next January. So all year long. And it explores the relationship between science and religion. Jeffrey uh, says, I get the question all the time, how can I be in the business that I'm in and be a believer at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So Williams, a Christian, released a faith-themed book in 2010 that includes uh, pictures he took from space. It was titled, The Work of His Hands, A View of God's Creation from Space. I believe he has spent the second most time in space of all astronauts. I love it. Most consecutive time.
1: I feel like, to be honest, instead of being like, how can you be in this business and believe in God, how can you be in that business and not believe in God? Mm. And looking at all those stars and seeing the world from so far away and just realizing how small we are.
0: He said he gets this question too. William said, he's often asked if traveling to space changes the relationship with God. In one sense, he answers, but it did not. I have a relationship with God because of... uh, the mediating work of Jesus Christ as revealed in the scripture, William said, still traveling to space did give him a depth of understanding certain biblical passages that he previously did not have. When he, uh, he mentioned God's work as creator and his work of sustaining his creation. He says, there's a sense that it takes on much more depth, if you will, and meaning in, in magnitude and scope and depth of meaning and into Looking through the lens of Scripture. So it was an amazing experience to get off the planet and then look back at the part of the universe that we call home, which is uniquely provisioned for our habitation, as the prophet Isaiah says. And then look at all the details and consider the details of that provisioning. Very, Mm. very interesting stuff. Uh, Sounds like
1: a really cool book.
0: Yeah, honestly. Maybe we could get that book and give it on Faith of imps. yeah, sometime. sounds 100%. pretty cool. Uh, another crazy thing that's happening in America right now is after the Roe versus Wade was overturned, which was basically making um, abortions illegal, right? Mm-hmm. They have put out a whole bunch of surveys uh, and recent polls. A recent poll was conducted shortly after the u s. House of Representatives passed two pro-life legislation. Uh, including one to protect babies who survive an abortion and one condemning violence against charities and churches supporting the pro-life cause. So basically protecting charities for protecting life yeah, and protecting babies who survive abortions. That's
1: crazy that they need to put those that in place to protect people from voicing their opinions, basically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like if that, that isn't is an indication
1: crazy. that that freedom of speech does no longer exists there, I don't know what is.
0: El Carvalho, uh, the director of the Marist Poll, said the poll findings mirrored a previous poll on abortion that was conducted right before the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, nearly 7 in 10 Americans believe abortion should be limited, Carvalho said. After a year of contentious public debate over the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, the results are comparable to the findings of a Knights uh, of Columbus Marist poll conducted last year. January. The survey was conducted between January 6 and 9 with a nationally representative sample of 1,000 adults, 1,025, including 885 registered voters. And as reported by the Christian Post, there was a margin of error of only plus or minus 3.5 percentage points. So it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. It's pretty close. Uh, And among the sample of American adults, 21% backed having abortion access in all circumstances – uh, in comparison, 10% said it should be prohibited after the first six months of pregnancy, and 69% supported greater restrictions of varying levels. So essentially, 70% of the nation is actually saying, we want more uh, abortion regulations and restrictions, Yeah, for which sure. is a big turn. Mm-hmm. And that's changed a lot uh, since, you know, I mean, over the the last previous time, uh there has been a shift in that area, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Now even uh, the Democrats, 49% of Democrats said they believed in at least some level of, of restriction on abortion. So the Democratic Party previously was like no restrictions. But now half of them are saying, hey, we're Democrats, but we want restrictions on abortions. It's a kind of an interesting... Thought and I'm I'm not sure even how to process it because the Democratic Party is usually more the political left and progressive party, and now they're saying, "Hold on, that's too much." Yeah, we this is too much for us. We can't handle this. We actually want more safety regulations and restrictions for abortions, which in my mind is good news because that means more children uh, for the Lord and more children on Earth and better mental health for the mothers. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Thanks for listening. This is The Breakfast Show with Blake and Mon. While she is crocheting, I am simply watching her crochet mesmerized every morning by how she can do that and everything else all at once.
1: That's exactly what Lyle used to say. He used to be so astounded that I could multitask. Funny how men and women are different. I feel like this is helping me stay focused. It's a bit like when you know kids play with a fidget spinner and it helps them to focus.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know much about fidget spinners, but I do not stay focused when I'm playing with them personally. Yeah, okay. I get totally just like fidget spinny.
1: <laughs> you, get, you get distracted. I'm
0: getting into it. What's the next uh, clue okay. for the quiz? This one, this one is worth 300 points. Yeah, we're
1: going down and down and down. What creature am I? God said this animal was to rest on the Sabbath. So you are playing for Amazing World of Insects, a giant book about insects. It actually covers like the extraordinary maternal and paternal cares of many insects, the intelligent behavior of the bee and many other bugs instead of their reduced dimensions, and the incredible miracle of metamorphosis and much more. 0491064669, tell us... Uh, what creature it was that God said this animal was to rest on the sabbath?
0: that should have been like number question number five that should have been worth five hundred points why i don 't know I just feel like I just feel like that's more broad.
1: Yeah, because it's quite a few animals that like he said. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when you compare it along with the other clues, that's
0: the it point. narrows it down. There. Okay, so it's starting to get narrowed down as well too. I just want to say to our listeners as well too, be sure to connect with us on all of our media platforms. We've got uh, the app that you can go to the App Store and download Faith FM app. We also have Facebook. We've got Instagram and we've got the website as well too. And we want to hear from you. We want you to be uh, able to access all of those platforms and connect with us as we move forward uh, with Faith FM as we expand and grow and get to have new listeners all around the world. So shout out to our listeners all through Australia, as well as our listeners in other countries as well, too. If you can, send us a text and let us know that you are listening wherever you are. So that would be actually, if you're in another country, it's plus 61491. 64 You can text us right there and we will be able to hear you. Uh, we have a special guest online. Uh, this is Tony Benjamin, CEO, I believe, of the Voice of the Martyrs. How are you going, Tony?
2: Very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. I remember our last conversation kind of blew my mind about... Everything that's going on around the world, and I just wanted a little update. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a little while since we last spoke. How are sure. things going? Uh, maybe just for our listeners who might be tuning in for the first time this year. Maybe give us a little rundown on what Voice of the Martyrs is again. A little like elevator pitch, and then we can move into what's happening uh, with the updates around the world.
2: Sure. Well, Voice of the Martyrs has been established for 53 years and founded by uh, Pastor Richard Wilburant, who was a persecuted christian in romania during the time of communism you know within that area and um voice of the martyrs serves to support and equip persecuted christians around the world so we work in more than 68 countries around the world currently
0: wow 68 countries was it 67 the last time i talked to you Oh, no, I think it was always sixty-eight. But okay. the funny thing is, the funny thing is,
2: no more than ten years ago, it was only about fifty-six or fifty-seven, and now it's sixty-eight. So it's constantly going. And Christians are the most persecuted faith in the world. I was, contrary just, to popular belief, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was actually just I just saw an article this morning uh, preparing for the show. It looked like there was persecution happening in Indonesia. I I don't know if you've heard about that or not, uh, but it is it's pretty it's getting pretty wild out there.
2: Yes, we have a, we have a team that has been established there for more than thirty two years in Indonesia, and we're quite active in Indonesia. But Muslim radicalism in Indonesia has always been a challenge, and I'll give you a classic example. I'm from I'm born in South Africa, and many South African Muslims go to Indonesia get radicalized and come back into South Africa and then spread that word there. So Indonesia is the largest Muslim nation in the world and the closest to Australia. So needless to say, there's a lot of Islamic radicalism there. If it wasn't for the government, I think it would be you know, just escalated. But I think the government has done well in Indonesia to try and keep some sort of balance. But Yoko Widodo is coming up for an election now, and there's a lot of pressure to getting kicked out because radical Islam wants to dominate in Indonesia. And it's uh, like, it's quite a scary time for the Indonesians and we only had this, this very conversation over Christmas with some Indonesians. And they were saying Indonesia needs a lot of prayer because they don't know which way this election is going to go because they're really pushing radical Islam and the agenda. If you look at one of the laws that Indonesia just passed with, if you're not married, you can't be in the same room or you can't have a a sexual affair or anything like that in Bali. And, you know, many of the Australians that go there freak out. I mean, as Christians, we believe that that's the way it needs to be, where we shouldn't have sex outside of marriage. But it just shows you how the laws are changing to become far more conservative in terms of what Islam and Sharia law demands. So these are the types of things to look out for now that there's an upcoming election, particularly in Indonesia.
0: Wow. You know, uh, I was just thinking about this reminded me of a story that I was going to share. I believe on Friday. I'm not sure if you know about this or not, but uh, I was watching a, I was watching a documentary uh, about the longest war in American history, uh, which was the war in Afghanistan. And recently, there's been released the uh, basically a Taliban hit list on everyone who was supportive of um, America and and supportive of. You know, Western democracy uh, in Afghanistan, and apparently the Taliban is going through hunting these people down uh, because of their support for Western culture and, in a sense, Christianity and those ideas as well too. Have you heard anything about that in Afghanistan?
2: <laughs> Funny you ask me, because we've been very active in trying to um, get Christians that on that hit list out of Afghanistan. What had actually happened, if you don't know the background, is no, that yeah. there was, a, uh, there was a, a law passed that every Afghan had to be um, equipped with a biometric pa- uh, passport in Afghanistan. So people were doing this in compliance of the law. Many of them who had been Muslims and changed their faith to Christians had changed their names on this biometric passport list. When the Americans pulled out that biometric passport list and all that detail was left to the Taliban, that is the hit list that they are are talking about. So anybody that works for any foreign government, anybody that's a Christian or that's deemed as Christian that changed their details, the Taliban are in possession of everything right down to their mobile numbers. So we have been moving people around from location to location, from safe house to safe house at great cost. Now, when the Americans retreated, a lot of American Christians funded the extraction of people from Afghanistan, and there were plane loads of people that were being taken out, and we were heavily involved in trying to get key Christian leaders out, which we did. Okay. It was, it was a torrid time because some of them that we were trying to get out were caught and killed. Families were split up. People needed shelter. They needed basic care. It was quite challenging to the point that we still have a few that we are trying to get out now that are in neighboring countries because it's not safe for them to stay in Afghanistan. So. This is an ongoing saga. Um, people, like it's off the mainstream news because of what's happening in the Ukraine. The sad thing is that people have also forgotten that there's still Christians suffering in Afghanistan. They've uh, clamped down on any activity that's not sharia at the moment, as we've seen on the recent news where they've banned women from going to university and mm. teach from going to school and so on. The challenges continue. The same old devil has reared his head in Afghanistan again, which is the Taliban. So these are constant things that are happening over there, and it's not gone away. And Christians, they are still marginalized. They can't find a safe haven to settle for fear of being caught out and being made an example of because Sharia law is what the rules
0: are. It was so, uh, honestly, devastating uh, to me. I had a friend who serves uh, in the military, and his job was extraction. Uh, he he went over to Afghanistan, uh, and his job was to get out the people who had Australian passports. Uh, and, and he had to say no to so many people who... Who didn't have the Australian passport, and they said it was heartbreaking to see these families. Some of them were split apart. Some of them Mm. were basically facing a death sentence, and they knew it because they were in support of Western culture, a.k.a. Christianity by default, right? You know, Mm. this is in the eyes of the Taliban. If you support the West, you are a Christian. Therefore, you're an enemy of the Muslim state, and therefore you are on the hit list. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing in, in Afghanistan. That is, it's actually kind of heartbreaking for me to know that that's still going on.
2: The sad reality is that the Australian government, with all of the lobbying that we've done, have been slower than snail's pace in helping us bring any of these minority Christians to Australia or to assist in any way at all. But yet, they were more than happy to bring these ISIS brides who were in support of ISIS back home as a publicity thing. That is my criticism towards what the Australian government's not doing at the moment. It's been, a, a, it's been like pulling teeth trying to get them to commit to anything, and they've done absolutely nothing.
0: It's been so frustrating as well, too, to see, uh, just to further that point, to just see the fact that these people were so supportive of the Australian government when they were there. They, they at risk of their own lives, supported uh, the entire, like, the, the country of Australia. Now, as soon as the political climate has changed, America has pulled out in, in probably the most dramatic and awful fashion it could have happened. Like, I don't think you could have done a worse job pulling out of Afghanistan. I think literally it actually maybe was the absolute worst it could have been uh and and so it's just leaving these people completely helpless after they have supported australian desire and australian uh decision making uh and government to work in afghanistan just leave them high and dry like they've done nothing for the country it's just yeah so just shocking just
2: remember something just remember something that ISIS is fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan at the moment. And when the West thought that they'd eradicated ISIS from the Middle East and all of that, ISIS basically just relocated to Africa. So if you look at what's happening in Africa at the moment, through the many different channels and names of ISIS, Al-Shabaab, all of these different names that they have, they are functioning freely where there's, Less control and less scrutiny, and more corruption, and they're feeding into Africa, into many of the countries that we are having to work in
0: to help and support Christians. So, essentially, it's all connected. What you're saying it's is, all connected. is what it's happened all connected. in Afghanistan has now led to the persecution that's now also happening in Africa. So we've got Indonesia, we've got we've got Afghanistan, now we've got Africa, and it's mm-hmm. all connected with radicalized muslim state exactly wow that's it's really unfortunate because i actually have some friends who are muslim who are amazing wonderful people like some like very very amazing like great people hang out with them pretty regularly actually but that is not who is represented by radicalized isis
2: That's why I say radical Islam, because it's radical Islam, and it's also, like in the case of China, it's not the Chinese people. It's the Communist Party. Not all of the Chinese support the Communist Party in China. Much the same thing. It's the evil that's done in the name of good there that's uh, causing the problems, and radical Islam is much the
0: same. Wow. It's so unfortunate to just... It's devastating and kind of to hear what's happening. Can you give us any good news?
2: Yes, I was about to say that. and in all of those countries, even countries like Egypt, we see the gospel continuing to flourish and 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 Muslims coming to Christ and the ministry is growing. and that is what's happening in a lot of these countries in spite of where persecution is uh, taking place right on their doorstep. But this has been the the hallmark of Christianity in the countries that we work in. Wherever there's there's a stifling of our faith, faith grows. Christianity continues to grow. In most of the countries that we're working in, this is the pattern that we continually see. And that's what's encouraging us. Not only that, but Christians are not asking for us to remove them from that danger or from that situation. They're asking us for prayer so that they can persevere and they can overcome and they can be the example, we go one step further in saying that we also need to pray for those who
0: persecute them because they need Christ too. Wow. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining us on Faith FM this morning.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.